Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Appearance Radio with Augusto Perez. On today's Mailbag Show, we'll be discussing prophetic current events, answering your questions, sharing praise reports, and praying over your prayer requests. We'll also be taking communion after the music break. Now, here is Augusto. Welcome to the Appearance Radio Mailbag Show. I am Augusto Perez, and Shalom. Today is Tuesday, January 9, 2024, the year of our Lord. We're going to bring you the latest headline news, commentaries, and analysis as we see it through the eyes of Bible prophecy and the Word of God. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on out there, so we're going to try to give it to you the best we can. And uh, some of these things are confirmed. Some of them are not confirmed. Some of them have been vetted. Others have not been vetted. And um, so when we share some of these things, you need to understand what I just said. Okay? You need to understand what I just said. So uh, there are a lot of things that uh, are circling. And... uh, there's different states that are beginning to do weird stuff. And there's people, I mean, fleeing these states as they see what's coming down the road. Uh, I was reading an article about New York, uh, basically New York City, you know, that metroplex there, where <clears throat> they're building quarantine camps to detain people with viruses against their will. And this is probably in preparation of uh, – and this comes, of course, by um, Governor Kathy Hochul, the New York Appellate Division ruled in her favor. <clears throat> and so this is probably uh, in, you know, an expectation of what is coming, because these people are planning a humdinger of a phase two of the pandemic, or the pandemic, should I say. And so this has been now been... Uh, written about, and it's been the, the, the alarm is being sounded. I was listening to this uh, Spanish doctor. <clears throat> He's from Cuba in, in Spanish, and he was talking about many of these things in great detail, and he was, and he was saying <clears throat> that uh, the, the kind of um, a virus that they're unleashing at this time and he mentioned several, Marburg and Ebola and so forth. And he said that it's going to be horrific. It's going to be horrific. He showed a lot of uh, x-rays of people that have come to him with problems in, the, um, in their lungs. They call them the white lung syndrome. And, he's, and he showed the pictures. He showed the, uh, the x-rays. And it shows the lungs of the people, they are like, like perforated. It shows black dots all over. And he says that basically the lungs have become putrid. And uh, he said he doesn't know what's causing this. Nobody seems to know what's causing this. And, uh, and he was quoting some of the high uh, officials in the health, you know, health officials. Of course, we know what that means. At who and 
some of these other places, and um, they are alarmed. Those people supposedly are alarmed at what is going on. So <clears throat> we have been talking about this for a long time, and of course he's not too hot, he's not too you know this Cuban doctor who is very smart and very 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 good at what he does. Apparently he is not in yet on the uh, jabs and the effects that they have on the people. And so he's at a loss at why this is happening. <clears throat> and so a lot of these things now we're seeing is beginning to happen. They're planning a, uh, a new pandemic. This time is going to be worse than the first one. And um, how do I know that? Well, because I, I, was show, I was shown it. I was shown it. I was shown this thing um, a couple of years ago, was it, two or three years ago? I was shown this other one that was coming and how these people were going to uh, roll it out and they were going to monitor it from their underground bunkers, which they're building now. Uh, every day they're building their underground bunkers because they they know what is coming. And it's not just the it's it's not just this viruses and pandemics. This it's way way worse, way way worse. But anyway, I don't want to get ahead of myself. So I just wanted to give an intro. There is some intel going on. I know you got you got that intel, Larry. You sent it to, you sent it out on um, what may have happened with the uh, with the Pentagon uh, official there, and other things that may may um, may escalate the situation with Russia, the war with Russia, and there are other things happening. Well, it sounds like the bad guys really have a, uh, if you will, uh, scenario planned for the people. You know, the the useless eaters, I guess you, that's what we all are, particularly as far as they're concerned. Uh, the deplorables, uh, they're going to move to get rid of as many as they can. And uh, I suppose they'll monitor it from their safe houses. I'll use that term instead of bunkers, safe houses, because they think they're safe wherever they are. And that may be a uh, conclusion that's a little premature as far as uh, when judgment comes. But uh, with that being said, uh, there is a lot of activity going. Well, it's just almost everywhere uh, at the present time, uh, and I'll run this through real quick. Uh, you know, there are problems. There's new intel coming out of uh, uh, the area of Taiwan reporting that possibly uh, – and, of course, this is, I suppose, today's the fifth day in a row that North Korea's uh, given South Korea a hard time. And uh, the intel seems to indicate China is preparing to make a move on Taiwan. And they're not just going to stop with Taiwan. They're planning when this all begins to break loose, especially in the Middle East, to I guess they're going after uh, Indonesia, too, and areas further. Uh, but uh, North Korea is kind of a uh, dog on a leash, if you will, for China, and, and they're provoking now. And at the same time that uh, we're watching that, uh, Iran and the Middle East, uh, Lebanon and Israel is, is having a go at it, and, and uh, they're firing missiles from even Iraq now. At, and they hit Hapa yesterday, the port of Israel. They fired a missile out of Iraq and hit uh, Hapa in Israel. And at the same time, uh, Iraq is now 
bringing forth uh, the paperwork and the the uh, I guess you could say the uh, the rights policy to remove or require the removal of all U.S. troops from Iraq. So everything's changing over there. And at the same time as that's going on, uh, we have a scenario in Ukraine where Ukraine is is hitting, uh, you know, some of the cities in Russia. And Russia is really hitting Kiev and all of these others. And and, uh, there is some intel, may or may not be true, that seems to indicate that – on or around possibly January the 15th, Russia's going to open up another front. Now, whether it's a front uh, beginning in, uh, you know, Belarus, uh, we don't know where that other front will open, but apparently they're going to open another front and really do a push. And uh, possibly Belarus will enter the war, but uh, there's also intel that's not vetted that uh, Russia is planning on a push out of Belarus, possibly all the way up into um, the Baltics and opening a a land bridge up, uh, which means they'll have to take a portion of Poland and a portion of Lithuania, which is actually both NATO countries, to make a land bridge from Belarus and Russia all the way to Leningrad which at the present time, they don't have that land route. So we're looking at an expansion of a bigger war, you know, at that point. Now, there is intel, and I, I sent you a copy, Augusto, and uh, I was careful to uh, – the copy I sent you uh, was uh, carefully removed from all names and sources. I know the source personally. And uh, you might, too, if I said it, but it's a translation of information from Russian. And uh, as far as I know, it's not out other than that in English anywhere. Uh, There's a scenario that uh, and this is as you you started the show, you said this is unvetted. It's unvetted. You're not going to be able to vet it, I imagine, at all. If you did, you wouldn't never hear the truth, you know. Uh, But there's been a mysterious scenario where uh, the Secretary of Defense uh, has come up missing, if you will. They call it missing in action on the news. Uh, They say that he's in ICU. He was rushed to an ICU, and he's there and can't leave uh, somewhere. They're not really saying much. Biden says, well, I won't fire him for being missing in action. In other words, uh, nobody covering for him. We don't know what happened. You know, uh, he's in the hospital, though, and everything's fine. You know, nothing to see here. Move on. That's the scenario. However, uh, translated from the Russian seems to be some, and it could be, let me say this, it could be Russian disinformation. It could be Russian psyops. You know, very possible, but uh, the scenario was of a massive uh, missile and drone attack on some structures in Kiev recently. And if some of this intel is very true, which we don't know, uh, but we do know that Russia hit uh, strategic locations with NATO troops and, and, uh, you know, the scenario of high command and killed a lot in the in that attack and it was also an attack above and underground and so if that's true then this information might have a nugget of truth in it it says that uh, secretary of defense 
of the U.S. was there meeting with the top general in this command structure uh, with other uh, commanders and that the strike, uh, they believe, killed him in this strike. They took out a bunch of high people, and they knew the Secretary of Defense was there, and they took him out too. But, uh, you know, it's possible if this did occur, I want to say that again, you know, you're not going to vet stuff like this. But if it did occur, then maybe he was only injured there in that attack and flown back to the U.S. Is in, and they and they don't want this story out because the story you're getting is a non-story. In other words, uh, he may be in ICU somewhere, but uh, we're not going to talk about it, and everything's okay, and nothing to see here. Move on. That's what we're getting in America right now about the Secretary of Defense and him MIA. They clearly admit that. Um, but we don't know. Uh, the information that I sent you August seems to indicate they believe he, that Russia believes he was killed in that attack, along with that top general in Ukraine and some other high command. Uh, you can't vet it. So, folks, there was all we have. Yeah, I heard about that, uh, that uh, he was there and were, uh, was possibly killed. But, you, like you said, you can't vet it. You can uh, hear things coming out of Russia and the White House, which generally is a lie. So you can't trust our White House to tell you the truth. So it, eventually, I think we'll find out what exactly happened. But uh, despite the uh, victories that uh, Ukraine is having against Russia, Ukraine, for all intents and purposes, has lost because I believe that they're uh, they're tightening the noose on the money that they're sending to the Ukraine. I mean, our government wants the Ukraine to win the war, but they're not going to. And they've been pouring billions of dollars there into Ukraine, and you know that most of the money, if not all of it, is not going to what uh, they said they're going to use it for. They're using it for other purposes that it was not intended for. So. This thing is ramping up very quickly, and there's no doubt that we are headed towards World War III just by looking at what is going on. And, uh, you know, slowly but surely as the truth comes out, I think uh, it'll be, you know, beyond doubt that uh, these people are ramping up for this war as well as what Augusto talked about, the uh, new pandemic coming. Obviously, they're releasing this stuff. This isn't just happening if they predict it. So uh, it, it, this is uh, it, it just amazing what is happening. And uh, all I can say to those who are listening, we've got to keep all of this in prayer. Well, uh, I was knocked off the, the power. Uh, I, I didn't mention this at the beginning of the program, but we are right now under a tornado watch. And we're going to be here for a while longer and uh, very high winds and uh, torrential rains. I uh, haven't seen anything like this in a while. Raining so hard. And there are trees, uh, limbs falling all over the place. So, um, you know, I was knocked out. So we are now gonna proceed using my phone because this may happen again. And, um, and so anyway, uh, so please bear with us as we continue under these circumstances. <laughs> but anyway, um, there is a there is a, a lot of information now how these people are planning. And of course, Larry was sharing and uh, Chuck about uh, Lloyd Austin 
and um, the rumors that uh, he may have been killed, and he may have been killed. Uh, other sources say that he is at the hospital there in, uh, in Washington, D.C., <coughs> but I was reading earlier today, <coughs> excuse me, uh, other sources that say that there is no report of him being there. No one has seen him there, and there are no reports of the uh, Secretary of State being admitted into that hospital at all. Mm -hmm. So either someone is lying or there is a, um, a lot of stuff going on here trying to hide what really is going on, what's happening. Because <clears throat> and as I was listening, uh, you know, and as I was reading that report that you sent, uh, Larry, and uh, as I was listening, you, you share about that. The thing that crossed my mind is, if that indeed is the, is the case, if that indeed is the case, uh, and it is true, it happens that he was killed, this is, uh, I mean, this is, now we are openly in a war. Uh, first of all, him being there in the Ukraine is an act of war. That means the U.S. personally involved in the war at this time. And now him being killed, now that, that could really bring repercussions into the already tense situation between uh, Russia and the United States. So this is not looking good, no matter how you toss the dice. And um, the other situation that we may, um, we may be encountering here pretty soon is the fact there may be uh, problems there in Asia, uh, Korea, China, Japan, uh, and you know, and, and some of these other countries. Uh, I mean, I mean, there is no country in that region that is off the board. The Philippines. I mean, any country in that region is 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 you know a anywhere there is is going to be uh, it, it's going to be liable to uh, to some of these things that will happen. So now I was shown something recently regarding the the South Seas. Uh, near China and uh, Taiwan, and uh, I was shown that, you know, that country is going to get hurt. I could, it was not clear what I saw, it was not very clear, but I saw, I saw that Chinese people were going to be hurt, and they were going to be hurt bad, and there was, something was going to happen uh, to their faces. I don't know what kind of weapon there is that causes... Uh, you know, that kind of damage to the face, maybe um, some kind of a warfare that, you know, get, you know, hurts them, destroys them. Or, again, I'm interpreting here what I saw. I'm interpreting, okay? I could be wrong. I'm interpreting what I saw, but I saw I saw a, 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 a Chinese, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean it's China, okay? Could have been Taiwan, could have been China. It could have been North Korea, but I saw a uh, uh, an Oriental, uh, you know, person being hurt, which is symbolically that country was going to be hurt bad, and uh, the country that is going to do that is the United States. And I, from what I got, was that this thing was coming from under the water, from under the water, okay, from submarines, and. Uh, and so there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of turmoil everywhere. 
we just don't uh, know, we just don't have all the pieces together. But uh, remember that last year I kept telling you, the 2024 is going to be really a humdinger. And uh, it has started. We're just, uh, what, in the first week, basically, uh, just a little over the first week of uh, this month. And look what's going on already. So, you know, people need to brace themselves. They need to, uh, they need to really uh, get ready. There's another piece of news here that uh, I was, uh, I was looking at yesterday and today, that there's an Arctic uh, blast coming south from the, you know, from the north, from from Canada, and. Uh, at first, when I read that report, I checked it with uh, the AccuWeather that I, you know, I, I, I am subscribed to it. And um, the AccuWeather, it didn't have anything. It did not have anything on that, uh, you know, through, through next week. It didn't have anything. Through next weekend, it didn't have anything. And so I said, huh, that's kind of odd. And so then I started looking at Venturi, uh, at Ventusky, Ventusky. I started looking at Ventusky, and I realized that it is there, too. It is there. In Ventusky, it shows next weekend this massive Arctic blast coming down from, the, from Canada, and it's going to drop temperatures. It's coming through the center of the country, basically, through Minnesota, that region there, the, you know, of the Montana and Minnesota and all that region there is coming down. And uh, it's going to reach. It's going to reach almost as far as Texas, and uh, and then and then it's going to begin to dissipate, go east and dissipate. But um, you know, I I also uh, I listened to the report yes, uh, yesterday. There on the on the on the on the health ranger, and I listened to the report he gave on that. And I don't know where he got his piece of news, but the ones, <laughs> the information he was sharing was way, way worse. And he was talking about the report that he shared was talking about temperatures in Texas, in the minus degrees, okay, Min- uh, under you know minus degrees, uh, you know 12 degrees under you know, minus, and uh, and Florida was going to be down in the low teens in the low uh, single digits. So I went to, I checked this out. Again, this this is just not been vetted yet. I'm just sharing with you what I have got, okay? And so so far. Now, as this, as this week progresses, probably by the end of this week, we should know more, okay? Things are gonna become a little clearer, but uh, it seems at this time, that there is indeed, okay, an Arctic blast coming down from the Arctic through Canada, and it's going to come through the center of the country, and so the states there in the in the central part of the country they're going to get it the worst. We're talking like places like, uh, you know, like uh, Iowa. We're talking about Missouri, Kansas, Nebraska. South North Dakota, Montana, those places like that, down all the way to uh, parts of um, of Oklahoma, there where you are, Larry, 
is going to go there. It's not going to be as bad as as as, as I first heard. It's going to be pretty low, but not in the you know minus 10 or 20 or something like that. And then Texas is going to get it, but not as bad either. And then from then on, it's going to spread uh, to the east a little, but then it will dissipate. So if you live in that zone, um, I recommend that you uh, really prepare because you're going to get a situation that you probably have never had to face before, and it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. You know, I'm talking about high breaks. I'm talking about pets. I'm talking about... Uh, I mean, that's the breadbasket of the United States, if you ask me. Where it's coming in through, that is the breadbasket of the United States. So that means crops are going to perish. Crops are going to perish. And uh, that, uh, as bad as things are already, it's, it's, it, this does not look good. So this, to me, looks like, uh, like cyber uh, weather warfare, weather warfare, again, more of that in our country to really decimate uh, the the crops that we already have, uh, which are dwindling, and uh, and to really decimate the cattle and decimate everything that the, that this nation uses to feed itself. And so that is what I'm seeing. Again, I haven't been able to vet this 100%. I'm just sharing as I go. Well, it's very interesting, Augusto, and as a matter of fact, we're having really cold weather here at the present time. We had uh, sleet last night, you know, in the upper 20s, and and uh, it's not going to get over, I guess, 32 today. Uh, high winds, uh, but, you know, what you mentioned coming is going to be horrific, and it's coming through the breadbasket of this nation uh last year we had a spell similar to that and it killed every plant uh well every plant i had outside died and uh the banks and and different locations that have plants uh everything they had was killed dead they had to replant but uh there was some kind of little bit of warning here uh that i, I don't remember if i shared it on this show or another show but i did share it uh, I had got on December the uh, 29th a space weather alert, and I get some of those alerts that other people don't ever see. But anyway, this is the information that came then. This was kind of an early warning to what we're about to see happen, I think. Now, by the way, I've been taking my prayer walks already. I'm busy already shoring up everything around my house and uh, getting my animals' shelters ready to, you know, keep them warm when this stuff comes because it's bad. It's hard on pets, hard on old people like me and my wife, but it's really hard on pets. But uh, Space Weather News had put out an alert. Let me read it to you. It says, uh, and this is back in late December now, December 29th, seeing sudden stratospheric warming over the Arctic with above normal temperatures for the next few days. And they say this is called a sudden stratospheric warning event, which is really strange. And then what? this is the warning they gave then, and this is before we went into the new year. They say this can allow polar backed-up Arctic vortex air to suddenly spill to lower latitudes. Stay tuned. Well, we've been staying tuned, or I have. 
And uh, that looks like that whatever, and, and it could have been, you know, it could have been something, you know, cosmic, I suppose. It could have been something uh, technologically or, you know, weather warfare. It could have been anything that warmed that upper stratospheric air over the Arctic, but it released this massive cold to go flow south quickly. And that looks like what's coming our way. And, it, you know, for my part of the country, we're not built here for that. I mean, hey, uh, you know, we don't have our pipes buried and wrapped. And, of course, I live in a rent house, and it is what it is. So you you contend with trying to keep your water on or keep it from freezing or good luck. You know, that's how we do. And you can also lose your because of winds and cold and any weather that is associated with this stuff when it hits, you may or may not have electricity, as, of course, Augusto is experiencing today in Florida. Now, uh, and I've been walking, doing my prayer walks uh, the last two or three days, asking God for mercy, especially for our part of the country down here, you know, Oklahoma and Texas, because they simply are not prepared for this at all. Uh, people like to froze to death in Texas uh, last year, or year before last, especially, it was really bad because they've compromised their and their their own basically their own power grid, but uh, it is still connected to the other you know power grids and and so they're compromised to some degree, and uh, they lost power in a lot of places uh, and it froze even it even froze the windmills out in the Gulf of Mexico year before last, so this may be bad too and. Uh, well, I, I just don't know. This is a time for real prayer. This sounds like uh, weather gone berserk, if you will. And uh, all we can do is pray and, and try to do the best we can physically and locally to protect our home and our, our animals. And, you know, I don't know. Sometimes the plants just have to go because you can't protect them. Chuck? Yeah, this is a... a new scenario for most of us with this uh, change in weather. Uh, this morning when I got up about, uh, I guess it was about between 5.30 and 6 o'clock, it was 37 degrees out. And I can't remember when it was that cold in this part of the country at all. So people are going to be uh, facing a lot of really cold weather because of this Arctic blast that's coming. And uh, uh, just uh, be as prepared as you can be. This is something that, uh, it's you know, you say it. But yet, it's kind of hard to come to grips with it. It's um, one thing is saying something, one thing is talking about something, and another thing is to live it, to go through it, to actually be going through it. And so we never thought we were going to be uh, going through this so soon. But it appears that we may have entered into that period of time. Now, we know, we know that these people, when I say that term, these people, you know what I am saying. Those in control, the cabal, right? The rich men of the earth, the Bible calls them. Uh, what, you know, these people are trying their best to wreak havoc on the earth. We know that. However, the thing that we need to remember also is the fact that there are other outside forces that are causing these things. And... Um, and one of them is planet uh, X, Nibiru, uh, the destroyer, Nemesis. OK, 
okay, especially Nemesis, which is the brown dwarf sun. That that is very very powerful, and that right now is basically uh, reaching perihelion. Is about to reach perihelion of the, uh, according to Marshall Masters. Anyway, I'm no I'm no astronomer or physicist, but according to him, he he is working closely with them, some, you know, people that are very good in astronomy and, and uh, this sort of thing. He has access to information in that area. And also, according to Planet X uh, News, uh, the man there who is also very uh, knowledgeable and has the equipment to check these things, uh, we are already entered into that, into that uh, season where these things are going to happen. And um, these next few years are going to be uh, chaotic here on planet Earth. And uh, I'm, beginning, I'm beginning to hear, you know, the, the term uh, uh, ELE. And uh, so I don't know. I don't think this is going to be an ELE event, but uh, it's going to be pretty close. It's going to be pretty close because it's going to affect uh, it, it, it's going to affect everything according to the to the Bible. If you read the Book of Revelation, it's going to affect um, peace on the earth. It's going to, there's going to be wars. It's going to affect uh, uh, you know the uh, the harvest of foods. There's going to be shortage of food. There's going to be uh, pandemics. Some of them are planned, and some of them may not be planned, okay? This is just the way it is. The Bible does not say whether it is planned by man or it was just a, you know, uh, just a, a grassroots thing. It doesn't say. It just says that there were going to be plagues, okay? So just keep that in mind. Whether, whether it is natural or man-made, it doesn't matter. The Bible says they were going to be plagues. It was going to happen. It was a fact. And also that there was going to be signs in the in the sun, in the moon, and in the skies, and um, and there was going to be all kinds of things like this breaking out at the same time, simultaneously. And we're seeing that happen right now. And I mean, I don't know how much more people need to to believe that we are in those days. How, how much more? How much more do they need to see? How much more do they need to hear? I mean, the rivers are turning into blood. In different parts of the world, it has already happened many times, many times already. The skies have turned red, I mean, in different parts of the world already. And we read in the Colburn that when the skies turn red, <laughs> he's here. And uh, we, we, we have heard reports in the last few years about the earth cracking open, splitting, earth splitting, parts of Africa and other parts of the world. We, we, we read this just this last several months, what happened in places like France and uh, Africa and uh, Saudi Arabia. I mean, water up to, the, <laughs> up to the camel's neck in a desert, in a place where it's not supposed to rain. Yeah. It's just stuff that you're not going to see on your 6 o'clock news, on your mainstream media news. You're not going to see these kinds of things. You're not going to hear the things that we are telling you in this program. You are not going to hear them in the mainstream media, period. Okay? 
So we, you know, uh, there's a little train that could, you know, basically, you know, this little platform we had, the little train that could, it probably providing more truth and information than <laughs> all of these mainstream media's combined. And there, and there are other, there are a few other uh, platforms, little platforms out there that are trying to their best. But um, what I'm trying to tell you is that there is ample proof that there is stuff going on already that has, if the people do not understand, if the people do not understand that these are signs that already we are in the, in the beginnings of it, at least in the beginnings of it, and uh, according to martial masters, it's going to really go south after it reaches perihelion later this year. So, I mean, if the people don't understand that, uh, I don't know. Uh, the signs are in the everywhere. The financial meltdown. It's so. So if the people don't see that we are very, very, very well into this already, if the people cannot connect the dots and realize that the Book of Revelation is coming to pass, and that this object is making its its pass through Earth, it's going to turn around in the sun. <clears throat> when it reaches perihelion, it's going to swing back, go out, <clears throat> and that is when they say it's going to do some damage. Again, I don't know. I, uh, there's no way to vet this. There's no way to confirm this. It's just what some of these people that know more than I do are saying. And so this is going to cause chaos in the in planet Earth. And then these people, I'm going to close with this and turn it back over to you guys, but these people, what I'm saying is they're going to take advantage of these things. They know these things. They know it better than anybody because they got – there is a reason they have a telescope, a giant telescope there in Arizona, the Vatican does. They have it. There is a reason these people are doing this. And they know what's coming, okay? And so these these things, when, when, when people see these things, they need to realize what is happening. And so <clears throat> you put all these things together, and you got you got a picture-perfect, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's going on in, in from the book of Revelation. Exactly. But because it's like a frog, right there. The, the slow-boiling frog in the pot of water. That's what's happening a little bit at a time. People don't notice it because they're into their football games, they're into their shopping, they're into their, their work, they're into their, into their lives, normal lives, right? Jesus said, buying and selling, marrying and giving in marriage until that day came, right? It, you know, it took everybody by surprise. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, that people need to prepare, people need to uh, whatever. Uh, I'm not talking about just the physical. I'm talking about spiritual preparation. And we are in a time that that is the most important thing right now, to be really prepared, because when those things begin to happen, there's going to be no place to hide, no matter what these people that have their deep underground bunkers think. There's going to be no place to hide. If you read Revelations chapter 6, it's right there.
Well, you're exactly right, Augusto. And I was thinking as you, as you were sharing that, how that people really need to be prepared. And, and uh, you know, we, we need to prepare spiritually first. That's the most, that is the priority, actually. And then uh, we, we also need to be, uh, we need to prepare physically as we can. And I know a lot of people are limited on uh the amount of availability of funds to do any preps and and uh, that kind of thing, uh, but even more. But you just do what you can, you know. But but the interesting thing is, and and this is I've pressed this for a long time to people. Uh, so many people just want to basically have a victim mentality about all of this. In other words, all across the country, you know. Well, if the bad guys come to my house. Uh, I guess I'll just have to be a victim. You know, the Lord will have to protect me or I'll be a victim. And so basically they're not prepared really to protect themselves, to protect their family. Uh, and they certainly don't want to suffer loss. I mean, you know, God forbid that you'd have to stand in front of your family and get killed defending your family. Oh, my Lord, you know. Uh, those are people that have victim mentalities, you need to have a survival mentality. And I, and I know this is carnal, okay, uh, but, you know, take it for what it's worth, okay? Uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people out there that do powerful things, and they, have a, and they can survive almost anything at times. They have a survival mentality. They're not a victim wherever they are and whatever circumstances they're under. And, and I know this is basic and of the flesh, basically, but you've got to have that survival mentality to be able to go through some of the things we're going to go through. The Lord will protect you to some degree, but I, I don't remember anywhere in Scripture it says, "Well, you won't have it; won't hurt." I mean, it just, you know, oh my, the Lord won't let it hurt. You know, the Lord won't let you get hungry. The Lord won't let you get cold. The Lord won't let you, uh, you know, suffer loss. The Lord won't cause anything to happen to your home or. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that's all baloney, you know, because when these judgments come, everybody finds themselves basically in the same judgment boat. However, the Lord does protect. But, you know, you have, and this is what I cannot get across to people, you have to want to survive. I know there's so many today don't even want to be here. They didn't want to be here yesterday on planet Earth. But so far, I guess if they're listening to my voice today, they're still here. So I just say plan accordingly. Now, that's just me, okay? Take it with a grain of salt, whatever I say. But this is interesting because uh, Marshall Masters put out on his signs 84, which was recent. He says the concerns for 2024 confirmed. Hell is coming for an extended visit. Nothing can stop what is coming. In mid-2024, Nemesis will reach perihelion. You mentioned that, Augusto. And that's called crack the whip. Then the shape of the nemesis cloud will alter as the nemesis trajectory changes direction headed for the southern skies. And he also mentions in there that uh, nemesis is not just, you know, a uh, object. It, it's a mini constellation, and it's right in the middle of our own solar system. So basically, you've got, uh, you know, a, what I call a failed star, uh Nemesis, Nibiru, whatever you want to call it, that has its own solar system with it that now is in the bowling alley with our whole entire solar system that's scattered out, scattered out everywhere. So 
that's when you begin to see issues and have problems and and begin to see all these changes that we're watching. Now, um, one of the things that was interesting to me is is a recent and and Hal Turner of all people put it out, and uh, it was he got his hands on a uh, calendar, a memorial calendar from Russia, and I had a friend that he's been to Russia. He's been to Ukraine. His his wife was from the Ukraine, and and uh, you know they can read Russian, speak Russian, blah 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 blah. And and this individual confirmed that uh, this calendar out of Russia. It was an NSB memorial calendar for 2024, and it had odd. It had odd uh, presentations on it. I'll put it that way. Odd presentations on the months of June and July. And then even worse, presentations for August. So here we are. We've got somebody talking, Marshall Masters, talking about uh, the changes that's coming with the perihelion and the, everything about doing with the nemesis and uh, mid-summer or mid-2024. And then you have a Russian calendar with very odd significance, June and July, and then later in August, September, you know, so I think it all ties together. You know, I know that it's hard to connect these dots where people understand what you're saying, but uh, I kind of I like what Art Bell and uh, George Nury on Coast to Coast AM used to say, even though that was a far-out show. Uh, they used to always say there are no coincidences. What is uh, going to be happening here? Uh, especially for God's people, is several things that are very important. First of all, the Lord is going to use uh, these uh, escalating events and hardships that are coming to help strengthen people who understand why why he is uh, leaving us here to face these things. And the second thing is, is we need to be strong in facing these situations to help people who are not saved and who are going to be in great fear, and this is going to be an opportunity for witnessing. So we have to understand that a diversity or the things that happen that are difficult to get through are things that will strengthen us and enable us to help other people who are going to be in very dire straits, who didn't see this coming. So we just have to keep our faith in the Lord. Don't let the devil steal your faith. And just persevere and do the best you can, and he'll take care of the rest of it. Another fraud is there is an attack on the faith on the people. There's an attack on the faith. And, uh, I mean, this, is, uh, this attack is on all fronts, folks. It's not a one, two, three, three-prong. No, 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 no. And we're way past that. This is this is a multi multifaceted attack in every level, on every level. And um, one of those attacks it has to do with the faith of the people. And uh, again, that's another thing that was shown to me some years back uh, when I saw the the Pope. Remember, I shared about that. The Pope stepping down, and, and along along with that, there was a lo- I mean, there was an upheaval in the in the church, not just the Catholic Church, but the church, the Christian Church. Period. And there was a mass exodus of people, pastors, preachers, leaving the faith, 
and uh, I don't know what that was all about. It may have been a combination of things. It may have been, uh, uh, you know, uh, sin in their lives. It may have been uh, just that they lost faith. It may have been that they just uh, didn't want to pastor anymore, didn't want to, you know, preach anymore. I, I, saw, I saw just a, a total exodus uh, of a lot of preachers. I saw mass exodus of preachers from churches and pastors and you name it happening and could this be the time that all of these things take, take place it could be as we have seen now recently with uh, with the papacy now embracing uh, and blessing uh, you know LBGTQHYZ uh, marriages and uh, and changing their dogma and calling and calling sin not sin and calling uh, you know sin not sin and saying it's okay you know, uh, everybody is, is, God loves everybody. And uh, yeah, God loves everybody, but not their sin. God does not love sin. And what is sin is sin. And he always will, will hate sin. He will love the person, but he will hate sin. And so this, this is a stand that has caused a commotion uh, in the Catholic Church. A lot of bishops have, you know, risen against it. Anyway, uh, a lot of these bishops, a lot of these people are finding themselves now on the outside looking in as the Catholic Church has basically just cut them off. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to find themselves uh, probably without a church, to, you know, a Catholic Church, a, 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 a place, you know, I don't know what they call them, a, a, a the parochial, they have a parochial system where, you know, they, they are the ones in charge of their, they're going to find themselves without a place to live. They're going to find themselves with no way to sustain themselves. And there's going to be a lot of these priests that are going to be made, forced to sign a contract or sign a, if you will, a paper saying that they will, uh, they will uh, accept the mandates of the Vatican, and those that do not will be basically excommunicated and never heard of from again. So this, all of these things are happening, and maybe the, all of these things will reach a climax, like you were saying, Larry, by the middle of the year, when all of these things are going to converge. And uh, maybe, uh, again, this is just a maybe, and maybe we can talk about this, and by the way, we'll be having a special program Friday. Conversations Beyond the Veil, and uh, we're going to talk about some of these things, and we're going to talk about other things, what happened in Miami and so forth and so on, which we cannot cover here because it's just too extensive, and uh, we're going to try to do that on Friday, so you don't want to miss that, but uh, again, what we're facing here is, is basically the beginning of what the, the, the Word of God told us was going to happen in the end time, right before the return of Jesus. Well, that's exactly right, Augusto. And, and by the way, that as you were sharing that about the, the papacy and the, the Catholic Church and all, it, it reminded me of uh, years ago when Malachi Martin was on Art Bell's show. You know, basically, uh, um, John Paul, I believe it was, that had released Malachi Martin from his vows so he could go out public with some of this data that 
uh, the Catholic Church just simply wasn't going to share. And Malachi Martin gave a lot of warnings. He even talked, and I'm sure you've heard some of the shows on Art Bell, about an object that was coming that they were watching from the grip of the grip of the observatory and and uh their astronomers were watching and keeping up with this thing and it was going to change a lot of things and and he talked you know he talked about a myriad of of subject matter that nobody else would talk about um that was what was interesting he also predicted that they would get rid of him which uh if true it happened. I mean, uh, he, he, his death was very uh, questionable, I'll put it that way, and basically received no investigation, and he died in the U.S. And uh, then later, of course, Art Bell, you know, uh, during the time a lot of this is being released, mysteriously, something happened to Art Bell's boy, and then his wife mysteriously died, and then later on, Art Bell was gone. I mean, hey. You know, everybody says, oh, well, that's just how it worked out. No, things there are things that cause things. And as Augusta was sharing from the beginning of the show, um, they don't want you to consider those things. There are reasons that are, uh, I guess you could say, technologically constructed against certain humans, and uh, your demise uh, comes about. I mean, that's where we are on planet Earth. Yeah, that's how these people work, is if you have information that they don't want to get out, they will usually uh, get rid of these individuals who have information that is not to be shared in the public. So we see that just about through the entire history of the human race, that people are taken out. So yeah, the Catholic Church has abandoned its people. It has turned into a very wicked organization, and I don't think we've seen the beginning of what is going to happen here, but I hope the Catholic people who are uh, staunch uh, Catholics are paying attention and understanding what is happening with the church. Yeah, it's, um, you know, the Catholic church has always had its its things, you know, that <clears throat> I don't agree with com completely, but, but, you know, it was, it was, they were trying to preach Christ and they were, trying to, you know, to steer people in the right path and, you know, against abortion and against sin and so forth. So <clears throat> they have some good points, but, um, but you know, uh, the idolatry part, you know, uh, that, that was that was not acceptable. That was off. And they have always had this kind of, uh, you know, uh, checkered past in, in some of these areas. But now it's just like the floodgates have opened and the very devil himself has entered um, the uh, the Vatican, and by the way, Malika Martin wrote a book about that, uh, and he wrote a book about that how the <laughs> the, the devil had entered the Vatican, and uh, he he has in fact entered the Vatican. And uh, again, I don't want to dwell on this because I don't want people to think that I'm, I hate the Catholics or the Catholic people, and I don't because there's a lot of wonderful Catholic people out there, but. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that right now, the Vatican has basically been taken over by Satan. And uh, they even have a, a place uh, right there in, the, in Vatican City where for special occasions and for special um, uh, you know, uh, meetings that they have and special masses, I guess, where when you enter that place, um, many of you guys out there have probably seen it, it looks like 
the, it, 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 it looks like the face of a serpent, like a face of a snake with the two eyes, and then the mouth of the snake is where the, the Pope sits. And uh, if that is not Luciferian, then tell me what is, please. Uh, so anyway, um, there's a lot of things like this happening. And uh, the majority, again, I don't want to harp on the Catholic people because I don't, again, I don't want them to think I, I hate them. I don't, and God certainly don't, but, uh, you know, this is where I believe the Lord is saying, flee her, my people, flee her, that you be not partakers of her sins. And, um, and again, uh, this, this, uh, this religious body right now is, is really, it's really, uh, that, you know, the, where Satan lives, like Jesus spoke in the book of Revelation where Satan sits. That is the seat of Satan right now. And I know that's pretty strong. I know it's pretty strong, but, uh, but that's what it is, folks. And it's gonna get worse if what I have, <laughs> if what I'm feeling, if what I have been shown, the little bit I've been shown comes true, it's gonna get much, much, much worse. And, um, and so, you know, uh, another piece of information that I wanted to share was that a large number of these cardinals that are surrounding the Pope, they're Masons. I would say 80% of them are Masons. <clears throat> and uh, that's a mouthful right there. And so, and many of them are involved in Satanism. And I know that's a mouthful too, but this is the, this is what's coming out. This is people in the know that know what they're talking about and so if you if you are a faithful Catholic person and I'm just sharing this thing in love so you know what is going on and uh, the book of the, the Bible talks about it the book the, the, the you know the book the, the book of the Bible talks about it and says come out of her my people and she is drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of martyrs and so anyway that is a long long deep topic that i'm not going to go any further in this program i just wanted to share that much because we are at the end now we are at the end there's no more uh, i mean people have to know the people have to know these things and um and so if the people are not told now the blood will be on our hands Final words before the top of the hour, Larry Chuck. Yeah, I've got something I wanted to read real quick. It's uh, something Malachi Martin. You want me to do that now, or wait till we come back? Uh, well, hold on to that, and then when we come back, you can open up with that. Okay. 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 Yeah, because that's going to take uh, probably about five ten minutes, and so okay, I, Chuck, do you have anything to add? No, not at this time. Okay, so let's go ahead and take a break and then get your elements ready. And when we come back, we're going to have communion and then we're going to continue. This is the Mailbag Show with Larry Taylor, Chuck Wilson, and yours truly, Augusto Perez. We'll be right back.
1 Peter 5.8 Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Isaiah 60.2 For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee.
Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come together today with your precious lambs all over the world, Lord, to have this um, time of communion. We thank you, Father, for allowing us to do this one more time as we get together and uh, celebrate, Lord, this covenant that you did with your disciples, Father. Celebrate this covenant of your blood. We thank you. We thank you, Father dear, and we bless you. We exalt you and we honor you for all the things that you have given us, bestowed us. We thank you, Lord, that you send your only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For you sent your Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And we celebrate this covenant today. We stand in the, in the name of Jesus. We stand on that covenant of your blood. And we thank you for that covenant. We thank you for that covenant that by your stripes we are healed. We thank you in that covenant that with your shed blood we are cleansed from all sin. If we believe that he that believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. We believe with all our hearts that this covenant is still standing, Lord. And we thank you that we are able to celebrate, Lord, this today with your people. Grant us the, uh, the ability, Lord, to understand. Grant your people the ability to open their eyes and see the times and the seasons that we are in, Father. Wake, wake up, Lord, the slumbering. Wake up those that slumber. Wake up those that still have trouble receiving these hard words and things that we've been sharing. Open their eyes and open our understanding, Father, to know the times and the seasons and to prepare ourselves, Lord, accordingly because we want to see you. And uh, you promised to, t to bring your people so that where you are, there we are with you. And we thank you, Father. We thank you that you went to prepare a place for us. In Jesus' name, we thank you today. Amen. From the first book of Corinthians, chapter 11, starting in verse 26, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For these cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged... We are chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Let's take a moment right now to examine ourselves and um, confess our sins, forgive those that have sinned against us, and uh, when we return, have your elements ready, and we will receive communion together.
praise you, Father. Thank you, Father dear. We are blessed these elements right now. This bread and this grape juice, this fruit of the vine, representing your blood and the bread representing your body that was broken for us. We bless this in Jesus' name. And we ask, Father dear, that when we partake, uh, that you touch your people, that you heal your people, that you uh, save your people, fill them with your spirit. We ask in Jesus' name. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Receive the body of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. After the same manner, he also took the cup after he had eaten, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the grape, the juice, the fruit of the vine, symbolic of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. Amen. Just receive right there where you're at. Just lift your hands to heaven. And just thank him. Just, thank, just tell him, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father dear. We thank you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for touching me. Thank you, Lord, for this covenant. In Jesus' blessed name. You know, praise God. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. It is very important that we, uh, I'm going to share this, because we don't have a mail back today. We don't have any any mail. So let me share this, and then I'll, I'll toss it back over to you, Larry. You, you were mentioned that you had something to share about Malachi Martin. But uh, it is important that we are thankful and we retain a thankful heart in this season that is coming. No matter what you're going through, no matter what we we have to go through, cultivating your heart, a thankful heart, because that is a something that the Lord uh, loves. He loves a thankful heart. And um, when you don't feel like thanking him, when you don't feel like praising him, do it anyway, and this is how you uh, you push away uh, bitterness, you push away uh, resentments, you push away unforgiveness, you push away, you know, griping and complaining. You push all that away, and you just say, "Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you." And uh, you'll be surprised how much peace that's going to bring into your soul. And how much favor that's going to bring to you with the Lord 
And uh, before I turn it back over to you, Larry, you were sharing about Malachi Martin. I remember the name of that book, A Windswept House. And uh, he, uh, he, he wrote other books, but uh, he talked about uh, some of these things that I was sharing and uh, how Satan had entered the Vatican. And, uh, and uh, the little that I read about him, you know, how he died, the report was that he was pushed down the stairs. And uh, the report said by, by some, some supernatural force, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, I, whether it was supernatural or not, we, we don't know. Yes, we'll never know. But the fact is that a lot of these people that have um, dared to go against them have have uh, encountered a uh, sudden death, a mysterious death. And uh, this continues to this day, continues to this day. So therefore, that uh, that is something that uh, uh, you know people need to understand that we who report these things to you, we do it at a great risk to our own lives, okay? And family, probably. And so a lot of people do not realize that. And uh, so anyway, this is why we need your prayers. Well, it's kind of interesting because uh, Malachi Martin was released by John Paul II, who was the Pope that came out of Poland. And uh, he was also one that, had a mysterious demise, if you will. Uh, but Malachi Martin in 1990, and I'm I'm familiar with that windswept house. That's a really good book. Uh, the one I'm going to read, uh, in, you know, because in his other books he he actually embedded warnings that uh, you know, and his books were really big. Most of them were pretty good size. Uh, this book. Uh, it says, the title of it is The Keys of This Blood by Malachi Martin. Uh, it says, Pope John Paul II versus Russia and the West for control of the New World Order. And in this book, he, he gave a warning, and, and, and it's interesting that in, it's on page 16, and I'll read it. It's a couple of paragraphs, but it has a lot of information. It's almost like reading today, if you will. Listen to his wording here. This is by Malachi Martin, by the way. Willing or not, ready or not, we are all involved in an all-out, no-holes-barred, three-way global competition. Most of us are not competitors, however. We are the stakes, for the competition is about who will establish the first one-world system of government that has ever existed in the society of nations. It is about who will hold and wield the dual power of authority and control over each of us as individuals and over all of us together as a community, over the entire six billion people expected by demographers to inhabit the planet by early in the third millennium. The competition is all out because now that it has started, there is no way it can be reversed or called off. No halls no holes are barred because once the competition has been decided, the world and all, it, all that's in it, our way of life as individuals and as citizens of the nations, our families and our jobs, our trade and commerce and money 
our educational systems, and our religious and our cultures, even the badges of our national identity, which most of us have always taken for granted, all will have been powerfully and radically altered forever. No one can be exempted from its effects. No sector of our lives will remain untouched. And it it all talks about uh, this establishment and maintaining of the new world order that's coming in. And, And I thought that was rather telling because he embedded this in the beginning of page 16 in the keys of this blood, and uh, oddly enough, I got a copy of that, and it's uh, it's about 780 pages long. It's a very large novel, uh, you know. It, it, it's uh, but it's from Malachi Martin, and it's a warning, uh, and it almost sounds like a warning that back in 1990 when he wrote it and it was uh, copyrighted, it's like uh, he had written about today. Yeah, really. Uh, he had a lot of uh, incredible information that he shared. I listened to a little bit of it on uh, the uh, Coast to Coast program, but uh, this is where we are right now. Uh, lots of information from Malachi Martin, and I'm sure there are other sources out there also that have a lot of good information. And the, the best information we can find also is in the Bible that tells us what is coming. And looking at it from uh, the past, when none of these things were happening, it seemed pretty cut and dried. But now that we're in the midst of it, it is becoming more and more uh, uh, multifaceted and complicated and uh, pretty much uh, over our heads as far as uh, what we expected. But the uh, Bible is very clear about this in the book of Revelation, just so much there. Also, uh, Daniel in his book also has uh, prophecies. So this is really uh, quite a time to be in and uh, to see what's happening. It's just, it's, it's almost unbelievable if we weren't here and actually seeing it. Yeah, he had the inside, um, he had the inside, uh, if you will, uh, uh, information on uh, the Vatican, and he was a special assistant. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was a Paul, uh, a Pope John Twenty Third. He was a personal assistant to him. He was very close to him. He was very close to the the Third Secret of Fatima, and uh, he was very very knowledgeable on the Garabandal, which basically Garabandal is uh, a, a a rehash. Or if you will not a rehash, that's not uh, the right word. It's a it's a, it's the same message of uh, Fatima uh, all over again, but in you know uh, from a different angle. And um, because the uh, the third secret of Fatima, uh, you re- remember that uh, Lucia and all that stuff. Uh, you know she was one of the girls that that saw it, that experienced that, that received the message. I was told to share it with the Pope, and the Pope, uh, you know, she gave it to the Pope, but the Pope refused to release it. Uh, John twenty third, Pope John twenty third, did not release it, and then the the ones after that did not release it, um, and then um, uh, of course uh, uh, the Pope John Paul the first, he was he was assassinated. I mean, everybody knows that. That's no secret now because he discovered the scandal there at the Vatican Bank and uh, what was going on there. And um, 
he was eliminated quickly. And then uh, John Paul II, of course, he was, they tried to get rid of him too because <coughs> he was, he was wanting to release the, that, that third secret of Fatima, and he released some of it anyways. Um, but, um, of course, you know, he was, uh, they tried to assassinate him and almost got away with it. And, um, and he basically re released uh, a little bit of it, not much, but he basically said that, you know, the things that were going to happen there from the secret of Fatima and uh, Garabando were so, were so horrific that it, there was no sense in telling the people and causing much suffering to come upon them. Uh, so, something to that effect. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, basically. I don't have the, the text in front of me. But um, but anyway, you know, with the power outage and everything, I I lost I lost everything. Uh, I, I I don't have access to it at this time. But anyways, uh, what I was what I was going to share was that um, uh, Malachi Martin. If uh, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Larry, uh, maybe Chuck, but but I, I don't know if you remember Larry. In uh, one of his interviews with uh, with uh, Art Bell. Uh, he asked him about that. He asked him about uh, the secret of Fatima and uh, Garabandal and all that. And uh, Malachi Martin really, he tried to kind of uh, <laughs> avoid the question. He tried to dance around the answer. But Art Bell, you know, persisted. And so he basically, um, he basically said something, okay, that, uh, that basically he basically said it without saying it, okay? If I can, if I can put it that way. So he didn't, he didn't reveal the secret of Fatima, but he did say that it was very similar, you know, basically to the message of Garabandal. And uh, we know that message, you know, it has the, uh, it has the, um, the warning that Garabandal is basically comprised of three three phases, the, the, the warning, the miracle, and the chastisement. And uh, the chastisement basically is the Book of Revelation redo, basically is what it is. And uh, it's, it's, it's all about that. And so <clears throat> when he said that, he basically released what uh, the secret of Fatima was. And all the things that were released uh, have to do basically the the, the the, the, the secret of Fatima has to do the third secret, which is very, very well kept and has never been released by the Vatican, has to do with what is happening in the, in the Catholic Church today. The corruption and the falling away of the Catholic Church and the basically this selling out to the enemy, to, to Satan. And... Uh, Basically, in a nutshell, uh, that's what it was. And so anyway, um, these things uh, are now happening, people. Again, this is another, another, uh, another dot, okay, or another piece of the puzzle, if you will, connecting all of these things that I was sharing before that are happening to the end time to let us know that we are now in the times prophesied in the book of revelation in the bible but also the messages received by these children 
both at Fatima and Garabandal, which the Catholic Church refused to release. So uh, we are, again, we are, we are living in very, very special times, very um, interesting times. And uh, I just, I just, uh, I don't know what other way I can put it, uh, but to tell the people, I know that some people are now able to receive this or they're not willing to receive it. And many will just shrug their shoulders and say, well, kasara, sara. And they go on living, and that's the way it is. But when this event happens, and I have talked about this in the, in the Thursday's teachings, the Revelations Beyond the Veil, I have shared some of this. When that particular uh, part comes, the fulfillment of Garabandal on the, uh, on the warning, everybody... Everybody on this planet is going to get an opportunity, one last chance, and they're going to get an opportunity to see themselves as God sees them. And this is going to be the last chance because they, right now they're not open to it. They're not open to hear or to receive anything. So the Lord is being very merciful, and he's going to give everybody one last opportunity, and he's going to show them reveal this to them personally they're going to see it they're going to feel it they're going to experience it the condition of their soul and so anyway i don't know why we're sharing all this in this program today uh but there's a there is a reason for that and there are people out there that are listening and this is for you well that's exactly right augusto and then um What's interesting was when uh, Malachi Martin was on Art Bell, uh, he was also pretty much vague about the incoming object. You know, I think sometimes he gets called it incoming, uh, what was coming in and it couldn't be hidden. And, uh, you know, I I wish he could have been more distinct, but, uh, well, it is what it is. I mean, the programs, and, and I think Chuck's got a number of them saved in recording. I'm not, I can't remember exactly, but I think he found a number of them and saved them. But uh, I wish Malachi Martin would have been more, I guess you could say, uh, uh, intense about what he was trying to share. But then again, he might not have lived as long as he did if he had. He knew he was under threat, so he was probably being real careful to uh, not share too much. And and I was thinking as you were sharing that, Augusto, and and, uh, uh, you you mentioned at one time, you know, you might be able to get Kathleen Keating on, you know, for a show. That would be an unbelievable show. I mean, she has data that I'm sure she's never shared anywhere. Uh, She actually met uh, the real Maitreya and was very ill after that. And, uh, you know, some of the things she knew, she also wrote, uh, about an incoming object and a star or whatever and the effects that it would have and the three days of darkness and all of this. So, you know, I didn't know if you'd ever been able to, Augusto, to catch up with her, but that would be an incredible show. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I think one of the important things to reiterate here that Augusto was talking about has to do with uh, when the Lord is going to be uh revealing to people how he sees them. I think for a lot of people, it's going to bring repentance. And uh, for a lot of people, they're just going to try to ignore it and not even think about it because a lot of people are 
you know, quite frankly, they're in bad shape as far as uh, the evil that they're doing and uh, the darkness in their heart. And when God starts revealing that to them, uh, either it will be uh, very difficult for them to handle or they will just do everything they can to block it out because, uh, you know, they know, you know, they're not living the right kind of a life. But uh, a lot of people just won't accept it. It's it's really sad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like um, there's a veil over their eyes and a veil over their hearts as well. And uh, they're not able. It's just uh, it's just that 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 simple. They're not able to 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 see themselves, to see the 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 harm that they're causing others, to see the you know the wickedness of their own heart. Uh, it's like they are in another. In a realm, in another world, they're deceived. They have been deceived, completely deceived. And so, <clears throat> there's a lot of people trapped in that web, a spider web, and they just cannot free themselves. And uh, others are just uh, not deceived. Others are doing willingly. They're just, uh, they know what they're doing is wrong. They know what they know that what they're doing is evil, but yet they do it anyway. And uh, we are seeing this now more and more and more today, where people are basically uh, worshiping Satan. Uh, we see that happening now in this country and other parts of the world. Uh, Europe, I mean, Europe is, <laughs> Europe is, I mean, I, I don't want to say too much, but Europe is basically just about every leader there in Europe is, governed by the powers of darkness, by the prince of darkness. And uh, this country, too, and uh, Canada, I mean, it's it's just horrific. And, uh, and the people don't realize that. The people are blind. The people are blind. And uh, this is going to continue. So this is going to be a brief moment where the, the Lord is going to open the eyes of the people to see uh, these things and to see themselves as they really uh, are, as the God sees them. And uh, many of them won't be able to bear it. Many of them will not be able to bear it. Uh, that's how dark their, their soul is. And uh, many will commit suicide. And um, But anyway, um, these things are happening. These things will continue to happen until the very last day. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to get into another topic because we're going to be talking about this Friday on the Conversations Beyond the Veil. So I'm not going to touch on that. We're going to leave that till Friday. Now, going back to uh, what I started the program with, there's a, 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 Pfizer, a, a Pfizer insider that uh, it's admitting now that the mRNA is said to kill billions of people within months, and this is coming in 2024. So, uh, again, the things that we saw in this last uh, round, right, in 20, uh, starting in 2020, I believe it was, in 2021, this is going to be a, a, I mean, it's going to be a walk in the park compared to this other one that is coming. Uh, when these people, okay, are warning when these people start warning humanity that uh, th this is coming in 2024. Uh, people need to listen. People need to pay attention. Okay, 
this is not just a, a this is not, um, how do you call it? This is not something that is a grassroots thing that they're predicting, okay? Something that is going to happen. They're basically making it happen right now, people. And again, I, I don't, I, I don't want to be pessimistic because I know the Lord can, He can stop anything. I know He, I, I believe in the miracle power of God. I mean, you guys out there know that. I have a lot of faith. I am a man of faith. And I believe in God of miracles. I believe in miracles. However, I also know, I also know that many times God is not going to stop anything. Many times He will not stop a pandemic, or he will not stop uh, a war. He will not stop uh, these things. He, he won't. And this is where a lot of people <clears throat> probably are not going <laughs> to, they're not going to understand this or, or like me, what I'm saying, or whatever, or accept it. But the truth of the matter is that the Lord is not, you know, he's not Santa Claus. He's not, he's not going to stop uh, these things. These things are going to happen. Now, if there's a lot of prayer, if there's a lot of intercession, if there's a lot of repentance, and there's a lot of uh, confession and turning away from evil and wickedness, yeah, yeah, he will he will step in and stop, uh, if not completely, at least partially, some of these things. But that is not his modus operandi. That is not the way he operates. And the people need to understand that. People need to understand that, and um, and so anyway, there are laws that he has that that govern this earth. There are laws that govern the universe, and he, even God Himself, He will not violate those laws. No, Augusta, but He is God. He can do whatever He wants. Yes, He can do whatever He wants, but He will not violate the rules of the universe. He will not violate the rules that he himself has set in place. Do you understand that? He will not violate those rules and those laws. And so this is what a lot of people, uh, and, 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 and this is where we need discernment. This is where we need discernment. As Christians, we need to, we, we need to be mature, and we need to be wise and understand these things that I'm sharing, that there are some things that God will grant and there are others that he will not. And most of the time, again, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, if something is, if something that we are requesting of him goes against the laws of nature or the laws of the universe or, or laws that he has set in place, he will, he, he will not do that unless there is a a, a very important reason for him to do that, okay? And uh, and the devil knows that. The devil knows that. And so, what does the devil do? And the, and this is just a little. This is just a little. Uh, a little. Uh, a little, if you will, a little teaching on the on the on theology 101 on how how this operates. If if if. For example, the devil knows that God hates sin and he will punish sin. He knows that. So the enemy knows that if he can get somebody to sin and to be involved in really uh, horrific sins, he knows that that will trigger the wrath of God on that person. 
okay? And only the prayers of a loved one, only the prayers and necessary prayers of a loved one, of a relative, of somebody that loves that individual and stands in the gap for that person will stop or will alleviate the, the judgment of God on that individual. The same thing happens for a nation, for a city, the same thing. Once a nation goes into horrific sin against the Most High, all kinds of horrific sins, okay? Shedding of innocent blood, abortions, uh, crimes against the people, uh, broken covenants, all kinds of things which are hideous in the, in the sight of God. When these things happen, the Almighty will, will, you know, will basically allow the enemy to, I mean, go on a rampage and destroy everything. This is the way it happens. The enemy will literally go to the courtroom of God and say, hey, look at this and this and this and this and this. I ask permission to destroy this and destroy that and kill this and kill those and so forth. And at that time, in the courtroom of heaven, the Almighty has the authority, but he also has the responsibility to look at all the, the, the information, to look at all the facts and the data and all the the evidence that has been presented by the enemy, and if he's wrong, then he can say, no, you're not, you're not granted the right to destroy such and such. Or he has no choice to say, your, your, your petition is granted, defense rests. And then because there is nothing, there's no prayers, there's no intercessory prayer, that everything the enemy is accusing is based on fact, truth. And so this is one of the things that the enemy does in this country. This is why he has polluted this country so that the wrath of God comes on this country, or, or at least God allows the enemy to destroy this country because he can no longer defend it. So there you go. That's just a quick uh, bird's eye view of Theology 101. Back to you. Well, that's certainly things to consider. Yes, it is. Very important information. Well, uh, I mean, there's not much more to share about that. The um, the thing I was starting with, and uh, the uh, you know what these people are saying and doing, and again, uh, I don't know if this is going to be man-made, all of it, part of it, or a mixture, but uh, this pandemic that is coming, it's. Uh, it's, it's going to be so horrific. And then uh, the other thing we are hearing from the WEF, uh, World Economic Forum, is it's calling for the elimination of the of a useless class of humans. I mean, these people have lost, have lost their mind, or they have lost their humanity. And so we are we are at a time that we just need to uh, realize where we are at, and. Uh, the appearance of the Antichrist is at the door, folks. And uh, regarding what you shared there, Larry, about uh, Kathleen Keating, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do that if I can get a hold of it. She, uh, I lost track of her. Now I have to get a hold of her. I don't. I, I, I mean, she, she, she tends to do that. She tends to disappear. And uh, uh, let me see if I can get a hold of her, and we can try to do a program. But. Uh, Anyways, so we're going to wrap it up in a few minutes. Uh, so, Larry, you got anything else to share on that, Chuck? 
No, really don't, other than people should uh, be prepared because it sounds like uh, 2024, which we've already entered into, uh, this is the 9th of January, so we're headed to the middle of January, but it sounds like everything has speeded up to some degree, and uh, we're going to have trials on the left and trials on the right. Uh, it's a time to just trust the Lord and, and stay in prayer and I guess you could say stand. If there's nothing else we know to do, stand. Yep, that's right. Do everything we can and then stand. That's what the Word says. Yep, stand. Well, that's going to be it for today, folks. Uh, thanks, Larry. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you all for taking the time to be with us today. This has been another edition of the Mailbag Show with tornadoes and winds and uh, torrential rains and the whole nine yards. But well, we made it. Thank you, Jesus. Until next time, God bless. Shalom. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.